Well, the early signing period took place this week, and the Big 12, I thought, did pretty darn well. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Let's welcome on and say hello to Josh Pate. He does a great work for 24-7 Sports, does a great show as well, uh, The Lake Kick with Josh Pate. It's on YouTube Live, also wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Josh, let's dive into this from a Big 12 perspective. Take us through how you believe top to bottom the conference did uh, after the early signing period here. Well, it's funny that you mentioned how tumultuous the actual conference has been because if you didn't know anything, if you were to have just taken the year off and you came and looked at the rankings in the Big 12, Texas finished with the number one overall class. Oklahoma finished with the number two overall class. So it sounds like, you know, things are right in line with what you would expect out there. Um of course, we know that's not true. I think the biggest thing I took away yesterday was even though Texas has obviously had a coaching turnover in the last couple of cycles, they finished with the fifth-ranked class in the country, and they were able to really close strong. And that's what, that's what I always stress to people. You know, like a few months ago, it feels like, when Kelvin Banks, who is a five-star offensive tackle there out of hum, excuse me, Humble, Texas. It's not Humble. They will jump on you if you pronounce the H. <laughs> yeah. Humble, Texas. He was going to leave the state, and he committed to Mario Cristobal at Oregon. And I had a bunch of folks in my mentions and whatnot freaking out, and I just wanted to remind them, guys, it's not signing day yet. A lot can happen. Well, a lot did happen. And so Sark and company, they're able to go keep him home. I thought it was really big that they made some moves defensively. I also think that you not only view yesterday in a vacuum, but if you're a Texas fan, you need to view it within the context of also the transfer portal and who's been exiting the program. And I think along with Clemson, to me, Texas and Clemson are the two most important stories to watch going into spring and then ultimately next fall because they're in Texas especially will be massive amounts of roster turnover. Think about how different this is than the way it would have been 25 years ago when you think, oh, we got to go through two or three years before we can get this thing turned over. Sark and his staff are looking and saying, you know, we can do like 40% of the roster right now. It's, it's really unprecedented, but that's what the transfer portal allows you to do, and they are, by all estimations, trying to take full advantage of it. Yeah. Now, you know, Josh, I also look at uh, some of the, you know, new Big 12 teams or, or future Big 12 teams, or at least the other eight teams that are staying in the Big 12, and it feels to me like, you know, Mike Gundy's always gotten a lot of uh, flack for not recruiting more top 25 classes based on the success on the field. Uh, he's doing it. Matt Campbell, who always had, you know, the 50th ranked class in the country, is now putting together solid top 30 classes. Even West Virginia under Neil Brown, they're staying the course there. Some West Virginia fans are upset about that, but it's at least paying off recruiting-wise. What do you make of of what once Oklahoma and Texas are gone, what the Big 12 is going to have to work with and how this week plays into that? Well, you see these little sprinklings here and there. Like Armani Winfield is a guy that surprised almost all of us yesterday. I'll credit our Steve Wilfong. He's the only guy who had it right. Armani Winfield is a four-star receiver, top 200 kind of kid out of Texas, and he chose Baylor over Texas. And There was an option to go either way there for him. So that's an anecdotal example. Obviously, the most popular case studies are still going the way of the big boys. But you mentioned Oklahoma State. I don't know that I've even worried about recruiting at Oklahoma State for the past five years. It just feels like the template is so set there. And I, to be honest with you, I can't even remember the last time I made it a point to check on Oklahoma State on signing day. I've got them pulled up on our monitor right now. It's just I feel, 
I feel like they are who they are. They are what they are. I always know I'm going to get a dependable product out of them. I think to go back to Baylor for a second and Iowa State as well, for different reasons, those would be the ones that would intrigue me more. You know, Iowa State, there's something, I don't know if it's weird. It's certainly different. There's something different happening up there. There have been a number of guys exit the program via the transfer portal. And that's not after Matt Campbell left. Matt Campbell is there. Now, the reason I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing is because it's too soon to know, uh, but it's, it's very uncommon. I'll put it that way. It's very uncommon. So while we have a much more highly publicized roster turnover going on in Austin, Texas, for example, I'm very curious what's happening up there in Ames, Iowa. Uh, as for Baylor, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in how they work this moving forward, too. One of the big knocks, and I don't know if this is accurate, but one of the big knocks that people wanted to make against Dave Aranda when his name was up for other jobs is, well, he's not a great recruiter. Well, we don't know if he's going to be able to come in here and recruit. And I laughed at that because I know how it starts. I'm, I'm from the South, and anytime a coach comes in the South, if, if he's not really outspoken and he's quiet, therefore there's not a lot of information about him, in the absence of that, someone just says something and everyone just picks it up. And so someone said once upon a time, Dave Aranda doesn't like recruiting, and everyone just picked it up and ran with it. And no one really ever knows if it's true or not. And I don't know if we're getting a full apples-to-apples apples comparison using Baylor compared to what he would do at USC or LSU, but that's irrelevant because he didn't go there. What he can do now at Baylor is he can start proving his own model year over year of development and of not only development but of evaluation. I think Dave Aranda is an excellent evaluator of talent, and we're looking at a recruiting class right now that we rank top 35 nationally. Now, that's good for sixth in the Big 12, but Dave Aranda would probably tell you, yeah, that's fine, as long as we're somewhere up there even remotely in that top 50 area in terms of raw talent acquisition. We'll trust our development on the other side. Yeah, uh, it's a great point. A great point. You know, Josh, uh, Texas Tech and, and what Joy McGuire has done in just a few short weeks, this class was ranked in the mid-70s by you guys a couple of months ago. They finished with a top 40 class. Uh, Joey McGuire's got more passion to me for West Texas in three weeks than, you know, Matt Wells seemed to have in three years. Are, are you buying the Joey McGuire hype and what he can do out there in West Texas? Yeah, actually, it was funny. Yesterday, as everyone's focused on Travis Hunter and we're focused on Alabama and what Ohio State's doing, I, I got to tell you, a couple of people reached out sort of behind the scenes and said, hey, I know you guys can't cover it. And I said, that joke's on you. I got seven hours to fill. I can cover whatever you want. And I know you're probably not going to focus on it a lot, but Joey McGuire, just to let you know what the feel inside the industry is, we – we're really impressed with what he's doing. And so then you start looking closer at Texas Tech and you realize, oh, okay, well, they finished top 40. And it's also a situation where they closed very strong. And there were a number of kids that they pulled and got in there late that can only be attributed to what you just said. I mean, it's not like there were long-standing relationships able to be formed. And so kids must have felt that permeating, that love and that passion for West Texas and kind of just fitting the culture there. And so that's what happened now. But in the future, we get to see full cycles of classes, and we also get to see a product on the field. Hey, I'm very excited by it because I think that the juxtaposition previous staff versus current staff couldn't have been more accurately stated than the way you just teed it up. And the thing about that is you can't fake it either way. Uh, the old staff couldn't fake that they did want to be there, and you won't be able to hide that the new staff wants to be there. And it will rub off. It will be reflected in recruiting. Now, same theme I talked about with Baylor. Now that we've got a class there that has adequate talent, 
What's the development like? And then ultimately, how do you leverage that talent on the field on Saturday? Before we continue with Josh Pate, how can you help this show? People ask me that all the time. Very simple. Use our advertisers who are outstanding. And MyBookie.com has a great promo code as you get set for the bowl season, the rest of the NFL season, the college football playoff. They're doubling your money up to $1,000. Who else will do that? Like, it's not one of those deals where you have to unlock it. You place 10 bets and you unlock your money. No. If you go to MyBookie.com right now, and you type in our promo code BIG12, that is BIG12, they will double your money that you deposit. You deposit 100 you get 200 You deposit 300 you get 600000 you get 2000 They'll double your deposit up to $1,000 right now. They have been a great partner of ours at heartlandcollegesports.com for uh, several, several years now. And if you want to help this site, All our content is free. We just ask you to support our advertisers that help us continue to grow this show. MyBookie.com. Promo code is BIG12. That's BIG12. Josh Pate is joining us. Uh, Late Kick with Josh Pate is is his show, uh, part of 247 Sports. So, Josh, when you uh, look at the transfer portal, and I've I've heard you talk about this quite a bit lately, uh, but teams like Kansas, who didn't have a big class this week, but they got three Big Ten guys in the transfer portal. Is this something that can uplift and, and take the worst teams in Power 5 football and help even the playing field? Or is this just going to be JUCO 2.0 where, you know, these guys come into Kansas like they did under Charlie Weiss and then David Beatty and it really doesn't work out? I worry about it being a feeder system to a certain extent. Uh, And you can say this about the FCS level all the way up to the lower tiers of the Power 5 level. You do have to have a concern about your place. Let's say Kansas, for example, until further notice, serving as sort of a springboard so that I can go put my time in there and then eventually end up and get myself a year or two at a major program and a more high-profile environment. I do worry about that. However, it always doesn't have to be that way. And so if you've got a staff in there, which I think they do now, you know, which understands how to win and understands how to build, here's what I think the blueprint ends up being. The blueprint cannot be win because of the transfer portal. But what it can be is let's build a solid foundation And that foundation could be like we just talked about with some other programs. Let's find a way to recruit in the top half of the country. You know, let's, let's just float in that 45 to 60 range. That's not bad. That's a class, that's a class full of guys that with two or three years development can turn into very solid football players at the college level, as opposed to just being able to star as true freshmen, like they will at places like Alabama. But if you can get a foundation built like that and you can recruit guys that really buy into your program, then what you do is you supplement via the transfer portal and you go places, especially I believe in skill perimeter talent. And I believe obviously in the quarterback position in finding the final pieces, if you can get that foundation, those final couple pieces, I think that is a sustainable model. I think Arkansas uh, on a bigger stage is about to show you that that's possible. Michigan state just showed you in a more radical example that that's possible last year. And I almost wonder when we start seeing some of these very peculiar moves around the country, a la Matt Campbell and what we're seeing at Iowa State, I almost wonder if that's not a coaching staff positioning themselves to tweak their own organizational model because of what they want to do with the transfer portal. How short-term will this be, though, Josh? We've seen a lot of coaches, Lane Kiffin, Davo Sweeney, kind of ripping the transfer portal, calling it total chaos. 
How much of this is going to be changed here, though, in the next couple of years? Is, is it too much the Wild West? Yes, it is very much too much the Wild West. And I don't think we can talk about one without also talking about NIL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just with the transfer portal, if we were to set NIL uh, to the side totally, or it didn't exist and the transfer portal was all that was there, it still needs to be tweaked. What's aggravating is it feels like it feels like this crept up on college football somehow, even though everyone was talking about it forever. NIL is the same way. Everyone was talking about it forever, and then all of a sudden it feels like a committee got together for like 15 minutes and passed all the rules. And there was no <laughs> oversight or foresight, rather. And it's like there were no pros and cons, no risk assessment strategy. Someone just said, this is the way it is, and then they left. And that's the same way with the transfer portal. Well, I'll tell you what coaches want. Coaches want transfer portal windows, and I totally agree with them. Uh, for that matter, I'd go further. I'd say, hey, how about in your profession? How about you guys have a window too? How about I make December a dead period where none of you can leave staffs so I don't have to have all this chaos and I can actually take a Christmas vacation? I don't <laughs> even know what that is anymore. But I would love to see one or two transfer portal windows, and then it's closed. And I would very much like to see that window closed during a college football season. The thing I like the least is a guy leaving during a season. If you're checked in in August, then you're checked in through December. If you want to quit, you can go and quit. But I don't want you transferring during the season. And I don't think I'm trampling on players' rights, by the way, when I ask for a little more structure on this calendar. You're not taking it away, but you do need to organize it. Last thing. I'll give you, I'll give you my thought here on that transfer portal. You tell me if this is crazy, Josh. Any chance, what I'd love to see, because I agree, it seems like the pendulum was too far in favor of the coaches and the programs. Now it's kind of swinging back too far the other way. We always seem to overcompensate. Would you do something where if you commit to a school, you got to give them two or three years, unless the caveat being the coaches leave and then you're free to go? What do you think about that? I wouldn't mind that. I was talking to someone about that the other day. I had not initially considered it, so I needed them to sell me on it, but they did. I think there's a lot of merit to that. I I think right now what's happening is you are losing the ability to coach young guys. Young guys are the most vulnerable mentally, and that's just the case in life. The younger you are, the more impressionable you are, the more fragile you may be, but it's also the time when you need the most coaching, the hardest coaching, because you're coming from the high school ranks. And so I've got to get you in the right mentality. I've got to get you physically right. And a lot of guys aren't ready to handle it. Well, in the old days, you just dealt with it. You just sucked it up or either you quit, uh, in which case you got weeded out and we didn't need you here anyway. But now there's a third option. And the third option is constantly knowing there's that exit door behind me. I walked in. I never really closed it. So it's open. I can just turn around and walk out anytime I want to. That is not sustainable. It's not how you build organizations. And it's not good for the player either. So there is a balance there. And I do agree with you. And I think You know, if we were to take this to a court of law, I think you and I could put together a half-decent argument that the rule you just supported and I'm supporting actually favors the player as well as the program. Mm -hmm. I'm totally on board with it. He is uh, Josh Pate, 247 Sports. Josh, you got three shows a week you do. They're outstanding. For people that haven't uh, followed you yet, tell them how they can catch you. Yeah, I appreciate it, by the way. Uh, so the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel is where you can watch Late Kick Live. That is Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. It's also available anywhere you guys listen to podcasts. I intentionally do the show where if you listen to it, you don't have the visual element. You don't really miss anything. Plus, you don't have to stare at my glaring forehead three nights a week. So <laughs> there's actually a bonus in listening to the podcast. 
Well, Josh, you're doing great work, man. Become a must-listen to across college football. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Anytime. Good stuff there with Josh Pate. We appreciate his time hopping on the show here with us. Love his work. And uh, also love you guys. Take 30 seconds, leave a rating and a review, and I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail. When you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get it all hooked up for you. The only way to get a koozie is with, yes, a rating and review on iTunes, and then sending me a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget about our friends at MyBookie, that promo code BIG12. Double your deposit right now, up to $1,000 at mybookie.com with our promo code BIG12. We'll talk to you guys soon.